0: Yo, what's up, Beat the Offense? I'm Dre, one of the hosts of the podcast. Today, we have an exciting episode where we discuss the major news surrounding Deion Sanders leaving Jackson State for Colorado and his overall impact on HBCU football, how Twitter has been failing to protect children. This one is a bit of a heavy topic, but we think everyone should care about it, so please stick around for that. We also discuss the big business behind OnlyFans, and we discuss a few business ideas that we think could be pretty big all right, let's get into the episode. So you literally have 20 year olds, 22 year olds that are running these growth agencies, earning millions of dollars by just managing the accounts for these models that are just producing content. Yes. So they're not yes. doing anything other mm. than taking the content, distributing it, chopping it yes. up, managing it, talking to people, yes. hiring, hiring people, training people, just, just following a protocol and making so much money.
1: Fellas, 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 how we living?
2: Living good, living good.
0: It's been a good, it's been a good and prosperous week, I will say. (laughs) (laughs) What's made it
1: prosperous? What's been the wins, man?
0: Man, honestly, I think the biggest win has been the restructuring of my time and how I restructure my day. Spending less days, less of my day, meeting. Well, people like meetings just give me naturally, just give me anxiety. I don't know why. So for me, just having more heads down time to just be creative or be strategic, or just learn, just read, just observe the world around me and not have to focus on prepping for the next meeting or being prepared for this or that. Just being able to do that is refreshing for me. I don't know. I just spent this week learning and observing. So yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's, that's my happy place. That's, why that's, a, good place yeah. that's a good place to be. Is there anything specifically you're learning right now? Man, I'm learning a
0: bunch of random things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, Love just going random deep things. on some on on specific topics. Some we're we gonna talk about today, like the stuff with OnlyFans, which I wanna get
1: into. Yeah. But yeah. just
0: man, just a lot of random topics. Some things that I'll talk about in the future. But nothing like yeah, nothing like crazy. Yeah. Just just exposing myself what's, to new
1: areas. What's your research process? Do you start with a question and just wherever the rabbit hole leads you, it leads you, or are you more methodical? What's your thing? <laughs>
0: Man, you know what? I've been using Twitter more often, which is crazy. So I'll go on Twitter and I'll see. Elon, Elon
1: got me. No, it was. Well,
0: it's, I, more okay, I'll say, it's more engaging. I'll say, it's a little bit more engaging right now. It's a little more it's engaging. More engaging. Right now. It just has more refreshing content, like, versus. You go on Instagram, you're just seeing photos and that's great, but right, but you go on twitter it's just a little bit more engaging. you could t- click on a tweet and see other people 's perspective, obviously, so you can engage with it in that way but anyway, what i've been just going tw- going on Twitter and seeing things like I saw this one lady tweet what 's like the most interesting passive side incomes you've seen, and somebody posted like that they run this family office, and this family has investments in mineral like like mineral producing land they literally just buy mineral rights and they make about 900 million dollars a year off of mineral rights i'm like what the hell are mineral rights so now i'm going to google and i'm googling what are mineral rights so now i I came across the what? Yeah. So now I'm like, okay, what, what are the most valuable mineral rights? So now I'm going on Reddit and I'm looking like, so it, it always starts like that with just like seeing something interesting and like mm-hmm. question in my head pops up, like how does that work? Or how does that happen? Or how big is that? Or what scale is that at? Or how many people are into that? And then i am going on that quest and that's how it starts for me.
2: I just want to point out real quick, that trait of curiosity is so important just for, it doesn't matter if you're a founder it doesn't matter if you're an engineer. It doesn't matter if you're working at Kmart. And I used to work at Kmart when I was younger. Being curious is very powerful. And acting on that curiosity will lead you to a lot of interesting places. And, yo.
0: Yeah, I agree. You'd be surprised,
2: but you, yeah, you end up being surprised, but you end up finding out. But yeah, Brian, how are you doing? I, real quick, so i have been doing all right. I told you all a little bit about my situation. i are not going go too <laughs> deep into that right now, but uh, we
1: need the movie script. <laughs> it, it, what a, what, what a, would be the movie it, title? To that to, could be to a whole scenario. episode. The
2: movie title it could be Broken. Broken. Who would yeah. you? Who would you have? Yeah, you, you can good. hire That'd any. You can, you
1: can hire yeah. any like actor. A whole oh,
2: actor? Oh, that's funny, man. Let me see. Obviously, this was one of my favorite actors, but right now he's a little bit older. Is so. that a Will Smith? Um, Be-
1: is broken? A Will no, Be- no,
2: it's not. It's not. It's. I think, man. Honestly, that's a good question. I really don't know right now. What about who Michael, B? Michael B. Jordan. um mm, I don't think so. I think I'm thinking more... like a
1: Cat Williams. You think so? No, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. see it Cat was... Williams. I think that was- that Oh, oh was,
2: I can see You <laughs> see him being the, the, the offender. I can see that. Yeah, yeah, I can see him no. being the, yeah, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, yeah, You are hilarious. Correct, correct, you correct, are man. hilarious. I can, yeah, no. I can see him being the op. He can be the op. Yeah. Correct. He's the ops. Correct. Yeah, yeah, he's the ops. But, but yeah, outside outside of that, things have been things have been great. I feel like I wrapped things up for the year over, earlier this month and i did a retrospective for my life but also the company and uh, we're just preparing for next year and yeah we have a, a plan that we've thought about and outlined and i feel pretty i just feel confident and relaxed and alert and focused i feel way more focused twitter definitely has been more engaging i want to point out something very so that's something that's very important to me real quick recently twitter and this is a sensitive topic so just triggering warning this is like uh sensitive talking around child violence, and in this case, sexual violence. And um, it came to light that when Elon got to Twitter, he realized that there were limited resources in this area. There were a lot of bad actors that were able to essentially manipulate a lot of minors against their consent, men and girls and boys, teens and videos, pictures, stuff like that and they handled a lot of these things very poorly. And it really, it really bothers. me. Is
1: this what the Twitter files are about?
2: That's part of it. That's one part of it. Twitter files were mostly about something else. Most people think about, Twitter files is very vague now, but I think people need to separate this from the Twitter files though. Cause this is part of it, I think. However, this is an issue that I believe needs separation because in a world where children are not safe, nobody's safe, right? Because the world, like children are, are the most vulnerable, essentially, so if we're not protecting children, then every other level cannot possibly be safe. And I was disappointed by seeing that, for example, there were some minors that were begging and pleading. A young teen boy was had a video come out and he was manipulated and it was going viral. And he was begging, pleading, getting Twitter, like, sending his ID to Twitter, and they would not take it down. You know what I'm saying? And there are some people, some of these children have committed suicide. Some of these children have been, uh, what they call, sex-torted. And this is something that I I found out over the weekend, over last week, was that a lot of teen boys are being targeted now, too, specifically, because of how sensitive it is. To be sexually abused and they and the predators are taking advantage of that. And what, so Twitter's policy
1: what is Twitter's policy
2: on stuff like well, that? Well, here's the thing. Whatever it was before wasn't working. Because for example, I, essentially they were telling the kids, for example, the like ones that were begging and pleading for their stuff to get taken out, that for example, some of this content didn't break the actual violations of whatever it was, which obviously makes absolutely no sense, right? And so Elon made it his top priority and he joined a Spaces, but I also joined as well. One thing I wanna mention to our listeners is that our goal at SAFE is to protect people with technology and empower them with technology. So also give them the tools to protect themselves. And then, so we basically imagine a safer world for everybody. And so in this case, when I see this, It made me motivated and it made me inspired in the sense of, I know I need to do more work. And one thing I also want to mention is that we donate, I have been donating to the prevention of child human trafficking, child sexual abuse since the origin of SAFE. And we will continue to do we're going to raise it next year. And any of our listeners, we donate through THORN, which is a foundation that was founded with Ashton Kutcher, Kutcher as one of the faces of it. And I just wanted to speak on that briefly and point out that was something that was very important. Elon made it his top priority. There's been movement on that. And I believe safety has to come first before everything else. And then what that's the foundation. And from that foundation, I believe that things can be can be better. But I just wanted to, to point that out. And I want to give props to, I believe her name's Eliza, she was a victim of human trafficking and she rose attention to this. I want to give props to Elon for what he's doing, the priority. And also I want to point out something that I noticed too. I turn on my car. Sometimes the Bluetooth takes a second to turn on. So I heard the radio and the radio was saying, Elon Musk just fired trusting safety team, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know how it is, right? Like negative news, right? And I remember hearing that and I just couldn't believe the fact that they would position it that way to people when he's literally on a Twitter spaces with a survivor of human trafficking, working on the issue. He has the right to fire anybody previously that was working in trust and safety because they weren't doing their job. They weren't doing their job right. They needed to be fired. It's not These people are not victims. They are enablers and they're complicit. And I'm not saying everybody's responsible, but... It disappointed me when I heard the radio for that brief 15 seconds while my Bluetooth was connecting to hear the narrative be basically Elon's the villain. And don't get me wrong, Elon's not perfect, but like that just showed me you can't trust the voice on the radio. You can't trust a lot of the media. So I just wanted to put that out there.
1: Now, I appreciate you even bringing that topic up just because I didn't, I I just looked up this statistic. I wasn't even aware of this. Over 1 million children are trafficked, go through sex trafficking each year yes and the current statistic is one in four children are human traffic trafficked every year it's insane like, think about that, that that's really it's very a scary yeah yes
0: it is it is i'm glad you brought that up drop the ashton kutcher fo- yeah foundation I got in the I got chat we can put that in yes. drop that in the show notes yes um, i got you. i definitely want to take a look and start donating to that cause as well
2: yes i got um, you because
0: yeah I, like you said i agree with you children in our society are not protected then We're we've safe. hit a we yeah we've hit a, a period that is just not very low for society is yeah it's very low. it's um, like a makeup dangerous for everybody yeah yes. it, yeah we don't protect the children kids and elderly the yes. kids and elderly like the most vulnerable people in our society then yes yeah we've hit a, a different level that i definitely don't want to be at for sure
2: yes exactly it made me alert and it made me it just made me alert and it just reminded yeah. me of the, what's important and so, yeah, up the link and yeah, we'll share it with this episode.
1: How do platforms like Snapchat and things like that handle these issues?
2: I've talked, I've spoken to some people from snap and who work in trust and safety and one, it's a very hard job. That's why I said earlier, even though you know, I had the right to fire people. I'm not necessarily saying that they're all these terrible people, but it's a hard job because you see a lot of traumatic content. People are putting up a lot of disturbing content so they have to review it that's part of their job it's also confidential though so it just I don't know the details of how Snapchat handles it but Snapchat does they're also included almost every social media platform if I had to guess 99.9% of them could do better as far as like trust and safety one thing I want to point out with Twitter real quick was that some of these Predator, predators were able to push ads right next to big companies brands with child pornography. They were able to push ads. That That is, it made me disappointed in the industry. And I was disappointed as a person, but as, as an industry, to hear about that, but I don't know what Snapchat is doing behind the scenes because it's a very private company. But I have spoken to some people on that team. Those experiences, that things that they see, yeah, it's not. It's a very hard job. It's very traumatic. They have to watch it, and determine, etc., etc., etc. It's not easy. It could be. I think some of them also have like their therapy resources for those for those jobs.
0: I think it's a combination from what I've seen. There was a PBS minire that was put out, I think last year, mm-hmm. maybe two years ago, about Facebook and. It talked a lot about Facebook businesses, like Facebook business over the history mm-hmm. of Facebook. In the current form. one mm-hmm. segment of the show was about how Facebook deals with content moderation. Yes. And part of it is dealing, part of content is moderated using a series of algorithms to, that can yes. detect certain things about content. So it's automated. There's a mm-hmm. large portion of content that cannot be filtered through algorithms. it need to be filtered through yes. human review. And so in yes. those cases, what companies like Facebook, at least what Facebook does primarily is they outsource content moderation to like third-party firms similar to how some companies outsource like their customer support right where you may call a company and you may be outsourced speaking to somebody in India or somebody in Europe you never know so similar to that they basically outsource that but they have some Mm -hmm. local as well so people here in the states who are just contractors for companies Mm -hmm. who essentially just moderate content and like Rodney said from listening to those employees, at least who are moderating content for Meta. And again, these content moderation companies mm-hmm. also moderate content for Snapchat and content for yes. Twitter and like content for all the big platforms. Mm-hmm. It is very, I don't even have a word to describe it, but yes. it is dark, it cool. is a very dark yes. world it's very, um, dark. and yes. it's very difficult and it is a significant amount of content, like large yes. volumes of content that they're dealing with. More than we want to believe, unfortunately. Yeah way more than we want to believe yeah. yeah so yeah that that docu-series was pretty interesting again it was pbs and about facebook and gotcha, again that, that part about content moderation really stood out to me actually gotcha.
2: we might also put that in the description as well yeah definitely uh, definitely because yeah. that's yeah. a
0: public that's a public yes. doc i think everybody should yes. be watching it Happy uh,
2: that- holidays. real quick i just want to say though on, on real quick though heavy topic hopefully we inform people on what's going on and hopefully some ways that they can help on a brighter note, happy holidays to everyone. I see a lot of stress. I walk into CVS and there's 30 people in line. I walk into the, the grocery store and I can't get anything. Like, and so I just want to say happy holidays and hopefully people are taking a deep breath. Also, my girlfriend's in school and I, I just became aware that it's finals. I forgot about finals I, <laughs> okay, so I was, because I because I was a college dropout, so I guess I I didn't. Uh,
0: Finals, like, a whole different level of stress.
2: Oh, but, yeah. Oh, man. I had no idea. I had no idea. I had no idea. It's like
0: pre-test <laughs> and pro- post-test stress, right? Like when you're waiting on the results, yes. like, damn, did I, do, yeah. did I do as well? I'm like, stack.
1: Yeah. when it came to yeah. finals, I never wanted to put myself in a position of I'm going to stay up X amount of hours and just study, like trying to yeah. prep for this, knowing yeah. that it was just a test reviewing everything that we went over.
0: And you know, so for me, dude. I always
1: try to just do it little by little. And it's bruh, like, I'm gonna eat the elephant one, 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 one step at a time. Like that, did you, that, gra- that- did you graduate? Yeah.
0: Yeah. You did it the right way. That's the way you did it. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> we were writing a way. So we, clearly, Yeah, exactly. Clearly the method we were using wasn't working because I didn't use that method. I used the, Hey, you know what? I'm a bullshit all semester. And then the night before, I, I'll take a look yeah. at what was going on. I'll see. But, you yeah, know, but use that method. Ironically though, in all my business classes, I did really well. I didn't have to like, I didn't study for those because I was just naturally yeah. curious about that. You know what I'm saying? But anything yeah. beyond that, Yeah. I was not the best student. So I can understand the stress around this time of year. For those who are the good but, students yes. like yourself. No, yes. thank you, thank you. But same <laughs> on the topic
1: of things, college and university, this Dion Sanders man. So everybody knows over the last few weeks, Dion is now transitioning from Jackson State to Colorado. And there's been a lot of chatter around that, rather people supporting the move or folks across the HBCU community feeling hurt by this. Either way, whatever side you stand on, like kudos to Coach Prime on this. It's actually pretty dope to see somebody we probably admired and inspired us when we were playing Little League football now going on to do the coaching thing and do it well, like at a high level to where like he I, he's probably inspiring somebody out there to pursue coaching, right? So for him to be able to do that, like I think that's pretty dope. But I'm curious where y'all stand on that because- we haven't seen a move like this in a minute, especially when it comes to the college sports.
0: Yeah, I'm really happy for him personally. I think he fulfilled his commitment, he fulfilled his obligation, so I feel like there shouldn't be anything but applauses to him, honestly, because I actually think he exceeded what his responsibilities were. I think when he first came here, i think he's the only at Jackson state, I believe what three years. Awesome. Um, And within that three-year time period, they won two championships. I think, right? That's crazy. And the last time they had won a championship had been like ten years or something like that. It had been a while. That is crazy. And like it had been many years since anybody had been drafted from there. So that 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 program had been dead. And I think what he did is he came through and he like brought brief like breathe new life through the program. Was able to breathe new life through the program, and uh, I think that's remarkable. So I I think it was a job well done on his part. And uh, the fact that he was able to get a another opportunity to go to a much bigger program that has the resources to really help him take his platform to the next level. I think a good thing for him. The thing that I think is crazy is I hope that I really felt like, I hope that Dion isn't taking this approach to prove himself because the man is a legend. He's such a, he's such a legend that like, I feel like anybody that doubts him is just crazy. Like when you look at his resume and what he has done as a player, it's wild. It's so wild. It's hard to it's hard to even cast any ounce of doubt on anything that he's able to do as a coach. So yeah, I just think what he's done is remarkable, and I'm happy to see what he's going to be able to do at Colorado, and I think he's going to turn that program into a winning program, similar to what he did at Jackson State. What are
2: your thoughts, Rod? Yeah, I'm happy for him too. I think that's where I'm at. I haven't been following Deion Sanders, obviously as a football fan. I'm aware of who he is and how impactful his career has been and also what he has done for the program. I so I'm just happy for him. I don't know all the details. I see occasionally I see videos of him educating players. Videos? Them give me
1: yeah. pumped, bro Yeah,
2: yeah. Like he he's he's an inspiring guy, so with good intentions. And I think that yeah, yeah, Dre, yeah, yeah, I hope he's not trying to prove himself at the same time though. If he is, I and mean, that's just maybe he's he, just, he always had that chip on his shoulder. He could be, that could always, that could have been the reason why he always was one winner. You know what I'm saying? I don't want him to think like that because obviously it's like, you're Deion Sanders, but I'm happy for him. I saw some other narratives. I can't speak to those. I'm happy. I think that, like Dre said, two championships, they hadn't won a championship in over five years before that. What else do you need to do? What else do you need to do?
0: What's What I think is crazy is when he joined, bro, to hear this stat, I found this stat real quick. When he joined Jackson State, his salary was 500, I think like 500K or something like, something mm-hmm. around that, which mm-hmm. is 5% of the salary of pure coaches at Alabama. So like Nick Saban's yeah, wow. salary, wow. Deion, San, Deion Sanders' salary was only 5% wow. of what Nick Saban was being paid. Uh, wow. which I think is pretty crazy. And so right now Deion assigned a five year, thirty million dollar con- I think thirty year million mm-hmm. dollar or twenty nine million dollar yeah, yeah, yeah. contract with Colorado. So it's a big mm. it's a big salary like jump for him financially. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, that in and of itself is like is life changing. Dep- I don't know his financial situation, yeah. but I nah, mean he, anybody he, who he has opportunity. A lot of money to football. 30, yeah, he, but his money from you said he
1: did or didn't. No, I said he made a lot of good money for football, but I think oh, I, I don't. So, but be, probably not compared to what players making today, though. Nah, are nah, not, I feel like players. Nobody makes today. Players yeah, today get like ridiculous. If I'm gonna be honest, I don't think Deon is, is stupid, bro. I think Dion is really smart, and I wouldn't be like surprised what he's doing with his portfolio and like the business behind Dion if it wasn't as impressive as the business that he shows us now. And I think. Where I stand on the Dion situation is similar to y'all. I'm extremely happy for him, but I also do understand where people are coming from when there is a little bit of a sour taste that he's leaving in people's mouth. I think in, in when you look at the context of which this relationship and his legacy was started, it started around the whole period of time we had Joyce Floyd, Breonna Taylor, like, you had the rise of black lives matter. There was a lot of black empowerment. So Dion going to Jackson State was a signal of hope. And I think he did even if he didn't intentionally move with the energy of trying to fool people to think that he was going to be there forever. And I don't think he that was his intention. I think his language could be perceived that way. And people at that time were just really looking for somebody in the black community to give them hope. And I think what Dion did was able to achieve at Jackson State, he was able to do that. His narrative was crazy. The culture he created by bringing some of the hottest folks across hip-hop, Young Dolph, et cetera, was crazy. The fact that he was able to bring brand deals to these to the, to, to these universities, they had never seen. That was crazy. We got HBCU on ESPN2 every week. That was yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. He did so much. And I think when I also think about the, 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 this was one of the crazy things too. Let's not talk about it. It is, he got the number one recruit. The yeah. number one recruit, huge. bro, yeah. to huge. go to yeah. HBCU, and yeah, I awesome. think he developed I, his
0: son. He developed his, his son. son. Let's talk about he it. His is son is like, yeah. his son has gotten yeah. so much better. Let's like talk about like Heisman Trophy conversations around his son. Like Facts. he that's really wild. helped said, build up wild. his son. I mean, I, I, that doesn't take away from the work that his son did, but he helped elevate his son. Like he he elevated. Yeah. Him. I mean, that's huge as well. Definitely. In addition to Travis Hunter and some of the other players who, who joined Jackson State, who I'm sure have gotten tremendously better under his leadership?
1: Nah, I think this is, I am concerned. I personally, I'm excited about the coach they did bring in. He is a former Jackson State alum and Dion actually did root for him, like advocated to for him to be the coach. So it's dope to see that, but can that be maintained? And I'm almost curious if this isn't HBCU's version of what we're seeing in tech where we saw a boom and a lot of growth in tech due to the dynamics that were created because of the pandemic. And now that Mm -hmm. we're starting to transition a little bit and go back to pre pandemic levels, is it going to look like that? And pre pandemic HBCU football, nobody was caring. Mm -hmm. Nobody with these companies and this brand money wasn't flowing in. And so I'm just curious to see if things are going to regress or this was a crazy stat I heard too. Only two, like, it was actually, it was only 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 7% of HBCU graduates give back to their university, only 7%. Mm-hmm. And I, I just found that astonishing because mm-hmm. some of your most prominent like doctors, lawyers, et cetera, like leaders of black leaders across mm-hmm. this world have went to HBCUs. And so all that to say, I think- How that- does that compare? How
0: does that compare to- White tradition, or, you
1: know white yeah. white institutions or Ivy League institutions, do you know? I don't know the exact off of the top of my head, but it was cra- It was drastic. It was drastic. Yeah, oh, I oh,
0: imagine. Yeah, I would, oh, I, would yeah. assume,
1: I would assume it I'd assume it would be. Especially yeah. at the
0: Ivy League level. I would assume it would yeah. be. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Especially, yeah. I could tell at the Ivy level for sure, probably. It, it
0: puts a sour taste in my mouth, honestly, when I see our community respond with that negativity towards Dion because Me too. I feel like people missed The thing that Dion did the most, which is he showed everybody what was possible, right? That was the most powerful thing that he could have done. It wasn't the Mm -hmm. fact that they won two championships. It wasn't that what he did was he showed everybody what was possible with HBCU football. He -hmm. showed those young men what was possible when you work together collectively as a team. Like he showed those coaches what is possible. Right when you have a group of when you have people who are willing to follow you and who trust you, right? Like he he showed everybody what's possible. He showed brands what's possible, and I think that's the I think that's the most powerful thing that you can actually do because that can change the whole paradigm. And so it's not up to him to continue that. It's up to everybody who is now aware of that possibility. If you're aware of that possibility, then it now becomes Mm -hmm. your responsibility to carry it on because perhaps before then you didn't know that it was possible because you hadn't saw it. Right, We all understand like representation is so important. If you don't see things, especially when you're from our community, it's very difficult for you to understand as possible because you don't see it. And I get that. I totally get that. But once you're shown it, now you become responsible. And I think that's the biggest thing that he did for HBCU football. And I think beyond that, he taught also to our community about business. Right, there's yeah. a lot about business. He bought business there, like he didn't just bring football fans there. He bought, he changed it from an economic standpoint. There's lessons in there for us to extract out of there if we choose to, and I think those are the big things that we miss if we get so caught up in the fact that he we, moved on.
2: We can't get mad at some. Here's the thing: nobody is entitled to any given person. Like, nobody is entitled. He doesn't owe us. Or anybody, anything. He doesn't owe anybody anything. He's already done a lot for himself, his family, his his friends. Like in this case, HBCUs. What you what is there to be mad about? There's nothing. I understand why. I understand the reaction, but you have to. We have to empower. Like people need to empower themselves. Like I said, once you're able to see something, you have the tool you have it now, there needs to be people who are inspired to step up and take action. And we can't blame him for trying to progress in his life and tries to get what, what he thinks is best. And then also, he whoever the new coach is, I think one of you two said it, he advocated for them. So he obviously put some, if I were to trust him, I'm assuming he put some money in place that he knew
1: had the capability. Nah, um, he put he he put yeah. somebody at low key. I think the dude's gonna end up being a legend. That's and this okay. is this yeah. is what Dion said. Dion said there's no success without a successor. So yeah, like how yeah. am I gonna be a success <laughs> if true. I can't even have a really that's good fact. success? Yeah. That's, and, real, that's, and real that's a fact. Yeah. That's and so, so, I agree with um, you on that. Yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, look at how Apple is right now, right? I Apple is a that, company, yeah. right? That's what it look, that's what true success looks like, right? When you, you leave... And we see how how successful it has gone. The NBA, Bob
1: Stern, Adam Silver. So I'm curious about this. Like, what are some lessons that folks can be taken away from this Dion situation, either in terms of leadership, crafting teams? Like, what are some of the things y'all are looking at?
2: Action. Action. Action Action is very important. Taking steps. Less talking. And if you have to talk have a message that's important, but action, action, doing something about the problem. The problem is that's a big lesson from that situation, but I see it everywhere. And it's not even just our community in general, it's pretty average for most people to see a problem and not take action on it. And in this scenario, I think action, I'll pull that as a lesson, yeah. meaning we see the problem, but let's not just keep talking about it over and over again. Let's have some money do something and be inspired to do it, and then help others
0: i would I'll add on to that. I would say the power of culture. I yeah. think what he did was like come in and he changed the whole not even just the culture of the football team, but I think he changed the whole culture of the university i think I find it hard to believe that like any other program sports program athletic program would come in and see how Dion is operating and running his program. And not want to like button up and show up a little bit different in terms of like how they operate their program. Like when somebody like we all been at a company before, like when you join a yeah. like when you're at a company and you like have somebody on the team that's like a 10 xer or just like yeah. really good, it's like they rise up. Yeah. They, they make everybody else around them rise up. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have to, yeah. I feel like he I feel like he did that. He went into that place. They probably didn't have a culture or had whatever culture for them that, that wasn't working. And he just completely changed the culture. And I think what I took from that is like when you change the culture, it's the power of that is, is beyond what you can even mm-hmm. see in that moment. Like, you, you change everything when you change culture because it goes into action, right? Because culture is action, really, at best. Yes, it it's was. not just a mantra and like the things you say, it's really how you act and how you perform. Exactly. I think it really, go- I think that these actions. Nah,
1: yeah. 100%. I agree with that culture part. When I was thinking about this, I think Elon Musk could have learned a lot from Dion Sanders. And Uh, specifically, if you think about, I'm sure all of us have seen that clip when he was first at getting introduced to Colorado and he gave that speech around, I'm coming where he basically was setting his standards and being extremely clear and candid about his Mm -hmm. expectations and how he was going to come in and do things. But he Mm -hmm. did it in a way that was very inspiring. Like it left you feeling, I want to live up to this guy's standards. And I think- there, that's just a lesson in terms of just the it is what it is. The job has to get done, and I think he knew. That just goes to show that Dion is a very confident person as a, like a leader and in his abilities. But he has a certain humility to know that like he wants to uplift and motivate people. That's the only energy he moves with. I feel like it's very team energy, despite like his persona may make you think he's all about him. He's genuinely just very confident in his abilities, and he'll yes. go put in the work about that. And so, when it comes to like, I'm telling you, like, if I was Elon, could have learned so much. Because why was do a, you feel like – You
0: don't think Elon did that? Because I feel like Elon did that, but he did it in his way. Elon, like up, Elon like did Elon like did like it in his way. When he bought when he bought Twitter, he was very clear tweeting through Twitter, like what he, what his perspective was. Like, I feel like it was <laughs> Correct, clear. but it wasn't yeah, like but it was but clear. Hold what on, was, real clear. Let
2: me throw something in there. I think what Brian is saying is that the inspiration part was missing. Yes, like his expectation yes. was clear. Didn't inspire his, like, it was clear he, he was going to change everything. Said, but he,
0: I, he said, I felt like, like Twitter is like the town hall for society. Well, that wasn't inspiring. <laughs> that, 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 that didn't inspire you? That didn't
2: roll it, you up? It, it, it's, no, that didn't. <laughs> no, because No. Cause, nah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Dre is hilarious. No, but I mean, nah, he I did it mean, in his own way, though. He did set expectations like, yo, I'm going to come in and change. Thing mm-hmm. to Brian's point, it's just the inspiration part. And you know what, Brian actually inspired me to go check out like how he did that because because I think that it is
1: important. Now nah, when you watch look. it, bro, you are gonna get chills. You are gonna be like, yeah, I'm ready. Oh, yeah, I go. watched it. I'm step. I'm step. Leader. We don't step up to the field as founders. We step up yeah. to the keyboard or whatever. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To the camera. I, I, mean, <laughs> I, I
0: feel like, he, the mic. I feel like
1: he, he brings
0: that type of leadership. And there was a guy that I used to work for in San Francisco who was, he, like, in his own way. Like, he wasn't, like, about yeah. to get up and do a speech. Yeah. But the type of the type of guy was, you're not going to show up to work for this person unless you're going to bring your best. It's like, not. Yes. Like, I remember you, that. Just I remember simply, that. You're just simply <laughs> not. Like, you, you're yeah. just, you're not going to do it because you know the, you know the consequences of showing up and not not being the best. You know it. So it's like you're not even gonna do it. So it's I feel like Dion brings that type of energy to the team. Where I genuinely believe every week when those players go out there to play, like they're literally like leaving everything on the field. Like they're even in practice, like they're giving everything. And I think that's the leader you really want to be because I think the reverse of that is like Dion's giving everything. Right? Like he mm-hmm. isn't just like riling up the team, like he's sacrificing. He's he had like surgery on like his foot, he had a toe amputated. And like the Uh. next day he was out there on the field, like he's sacrificing a lot. Like he's given up his, his brand, his personal brand, which has been built over decades of his football career. He's putting that on the line for this team. So he's given up a lot as a leader. So I think there's a lot about what are you willing to give up as a leader? And when you are able, when you're willing to give that up. What is your team able to give up in in return from that? That's Mm -hmm. very powerful in order to Mm -hmm. like achieve things that are extraordinarily difficult. And I think that's the less, I think that's the thing that Elon has, does have because to achieve what he has been able to achieve, he's had to give up a lot, but like the people that work from him have had to like really give up a lot to achieve like that type of success.
2: The thing with Elon is that I think he struggles with the communication part, but his actions speak very loud. Yeah. Like the people that he works around, I can tell are very inspired and like they get inspired by like the way that he works. Some people are intimidated by like the pressure and I can understand if you maybe have, I can understand that, it's not, that's fine. From his perspective though, I, there was something he said, I think it was around like losing a $4 million a day or something crazy. My thing is not a single employee in there should have been upset about how he went about things, given that fact. And given that fact, a, people might kill me for this, but like from my perspective, Yes, I get like, you shouldn't do certain things in a certain way, but yo, that is dire. Like for, losing $4 million a day is a dire, urgent situation. And everybody's pretending as if everything is go- is fine and it's not fine. So many, sometimes there needs to be people that come in and wake everybody up. You know what I'm saying? And Elon was that type of person where it's like, hey, I'm here. We're about to move. And if you're not going to move in a certain way, then Go somewhere else. We'll make sure you're good, though. We'll give you a look, but go somewhere else. We need people who are focused on this, not people who are trying to toss or take down or have complaints. We're in a dire situation. There's no time for that. Focus on the mission, period.
0: Yeah. No, that's facts. That's facts. But since we're on the topic of social, there's one social platform that is not worried about revenue during this time. They're Ooh. not firing during this time they're probably hiring growth is going crazy <laughs> numbers going crazy they everybody yeah. eating on this platform yeah. so maybe elon could take some lessons but i've been doing this deep dive into only fans man and mm. it's pretty interesting what's going on there it's had some evolution so it has changed quite a bit but nevertheless the business itself is dirty but it's very it's very rich <laughs> so let's start high let's,
1: let's, let's get into it high. so let's start high and get low because most people when they think of only fans they think of only adult workers and, 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 and things yeah. of that nature. But obviously, it's much yeah. more than that. Can you just give us the rundown on what you're yeah. seeing from
0: I would say that's part of the brand, though. So that that's part of the brand. And I would say that that is intentional because that has been part mm. of the success of the brand of OnlyFans. So OnlyFans was actually started back in 2016, which really wasn't that long ago when you think about it. And it was started with this by this guy named Tim Tim, I think his last name was Stokely. Him and his brother started it with a ten thousand dollar investment from their father. When oh. it was started in Europe, I believe London. And really OnlyFans, the really the way to really think about it as a from a product standpoint or a business standpoint, is that it is a content subscription service. And so what that allows is it allows creators to upload content, whether it be video content, audio content, files, whatever type of content, essentially digital content and charge fans for access. So that access can be a monthly subscription, similar to Netflix account, but it can also be similar to how like Apple iTunes store used to work where you paid per song. So creators can offer content. Pay per view, essentially, which was a really interesting model that changed. The, it really changed how creators can earn, but obviously it really allowed OnlyFans to earn more money. And from the early beginnings, the primary use case for OnlyFans was for sex workers, but other creators beyond sex workers were using it as well. But it actually sold in 2017 to this Florida guy who was like in the porn industry. He's 40, like in his 30s, late 30s, early 40s. But man, last year in in 2021, OnlyFans was doing $950 million in revenue, $432 million in profit. It was up 615% since the following year. It was over $4.8 billion was spent on their platform. That's what I was
1: going to ask. That's a lot of money.
0: So from fans... From subscription revenue, from those microtransactions, those pay-per-views, four point eight billion dollars. In fact, the guy that bought it, he gets paid out these like annual dividends. He doesn't run the company, there's a CEO in place, he has an executive team in place. It's a very lean operation. He's been paid out more than five hundred million dollars in the last two years in dividends. Oh, five hundred million. At one point he was paid out forty-five million dollars a month in dividends. What's, what's he doing with the money? Bootstrap? Yeah,
2: what's, what's he doing with the money? That's a lot of money. That's a lot of, like personally. A lot, a, that's
0: lot, a lot of, of money. cash. Were they a so there's a company? I don't know money, much buddy. about the fund about the fundraising, but like the dad initially put some capital into it. I'm sure they probably got some money from some growth investors. But the guy who bought it, he was already pretty wealthy, so he injected his own capital into it. I'm sure he was able to raise some money from his own folks as well. But there's about 2.1 million creators on the platform and around 188 million registered fans. So it's big, but it's not as big as it's going to be. It's still relatively early. And as of last year, they only had like 61 employees, which is crazy. I'm sure as much more now. But that was as of last year. That's that's impressive.
1: Now, the thing that I found impressive about OnlyFans, because when we were building our e-commerce stuff, we were just learning a little bit about like payment providers. And OnlyFans, they can't take advantage of a payment provider, like a simple payment provider, like Stripe, because they have the adult content. So they have to go through like these other ones, which come with a myriad of different technical issues or whatever, because they ain't Stripe. Let's just be honest about it. And so I've even found that I think OnlyFans is a case study in just keeping it very simple and finding what that value is to like your user and just being extremely focused on that. You haven't seen them try to divvy divvy from that. You haven't seen them try to expand into being something that like, they're not. Like the fact that I want to say, well, was this like a year, maybe two ago where they were considering changing like payment processors or something. And they had mentioned like, they're going to stop like allowing sex work on the platform, et cetera, et cetera.
0: But you they saw- did. That was a big thing. That was a big thing for Truth. that was a big thing for the community for the OnlyFans community, right? Like yeah. They were those creators were very upset about that, and the, the fans were as well. But the creators were upset, and they backpedaled quickly from that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Well, so-, so I will say this. Let me say something about OnlyFans. I will start with saying I have one OnlyFans subscription. I have one OnlyFans <laughs> subscription, <laughs> and what, before anybody jumps to any conclusions, though. The subscription is for this guy who offers like credit solutions. Like he had, he made an OnlyFans and it has specific like credit card repair stuff and information that is very specific for certain scenarios. And I found it to be even more valuable than some of the stuff I would see on Reddit, which was impressive. And that was just one interesting thing that came to my mind was I, it is primary sex work in the sense of that's how I Perceive it, I guess, first see like the logo, but yeah, my only, my, my subscription is towards like a credit person. I can see how it made me start thinking about how people can offer content in like different ways. Yeah. But it's interesting though, for sure. Now, and now, I didn't know they were making that much money.
0: It, so I'm about to tell you about some other interesting things. They're making money like as a company, it's even more crazy is there's like a whole ecosystem around OnlyFans is starting to pop up similar to how the ecosystem started popping up around Shopify. Or like ecosystems start popping up around Salesforce, right? Or like any of these uh, platforms that moderate content. So for example, I've been seeing like these, they call them growth agencies or like these account management agencies that essentially will go to what they call like a model. They call these content creators models now. Basically Mm -hmm. they'll go to a model and say, Hey, we'll manage all your OnlyFans content and social pages we'll even respond back to users as if we are you. So we'll hire these people called chatters who would yeah. essentially pretend to be you and they'll sex. We'll put them on like, bro, they have like these sexting I heard threads that are kind of like email threads. Hey, yes. just put them on a sexting thread and yes. this is what you send yes. them, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So some yeah, of these growth crazy. agencies are taking like upwards of 50% of the revenue that they're generating. So you literally have 20 year olds, 22 year olds that are running these growth agencies Earning millions of dollars by just managing the accounts for these models that are just producing content. Yes. So they're not yes. doing anything other mm. than taking the content, distributing it, chopping it yes. up, managing it, talking to people, yes. hiring, hiring people, training people, just, just following a protocol and making so much money. The other area is across like SaaS tools. So people building like metric tracking tools. So tools like track how Mm. much you're earning on OnlyFans or how you're social engaging. Because, you know, you have this big operation where you're making $50,000 a month, sometimes a million dollars a month. Like these SaaS tools are earning hundreds of thousands of dollars a month in subscription revenue. It's crazy. It's like a whole ecosystem popping up around OnlyFans that it's becoming huge now.
2: I've also been exposed to the closer end of only hands, meaning that mm-hmm. I've talked to, Hey, now, uh, um, yeah, I, I know some models, some models, but <laughs> <laughs> I do, but like that's, I have a, one of my, I have a good friend of mine that's a videographer and he does v- videos for all different types of stuff, but he's also does, some models. He's m- many of models and like the, I got insight to how it all works. Like I didn't. I like. I guess I. What's the insight? too. Get, I'm getting to it. Let me get it
0: out. <laughs> Let me get it out.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all are hilarious. Look, so one, for example, I'm a guy. I love Airbnb, right? I've that's literally one of my favorite like services as far as like economy. I really used it to travel or to live in. I didn't realize that there's like many other use cases outside of like parties and stuff like that for these like Airbnbs, for example. And it's just very interesting how it all works. Like there could be multiple, so much content can be created in one day. You know what I'm saying?
1: And
2: yes, at, an at an Airbnb, you know what I'm saying? Bro, and like, so somebody will set up facts. a studio and, and it like, and it's, it's disrupting obviously the porn industry in a lot of ways and the people who are early for example right now are like eating a lot and for example like dre said about the management stuff i've been hearing i'm not gonna, i've been hearing grown men saying that they're going back and forth with other men to, when they're managing and i understand that they're making money but let's just, I just want to say they're grown men. They're saying this they're <laughs> going back and forth with other men for the sake of providing the experience to the customer. It's not so funny, but it's let like, uh, actually,
0: it's true though. Let me ask y'all this. Let me ask y'all this, <laughs> this. If you like in your early twenties twenties yeah. right now and you're like, how can I just make a bag right now? Okay. Would hey, you no get say. to the, manage, would well, you get the management? Like, when I say oh, management, not they're not like, they're not, like <laughs> manage, they're not managing the model's careers. They're literally saying, Hey, you create whatever content you want. You just do your thing. I'm just gonna find the yeah, yeah. best way to find the growth of this content. They're no let me tell different you, than any other growth marketer that we all work with. Oh, uh, like, here's here's, here's
2: right. no, it gets sticky. No, it gets sticky. How's different though? Let me tell you why it's sticky. Because it sounds like you're just a pimp and a new and a, you're a new age pimp basically. But you're not using you no know, like force. You're not using force. So that's one of the,
0: the big differences. That's like, true. The New York like, Times wrote an article and they called it the E pimp. <laughs> <it> <laughs> <laughs> So, they did call it that so you're right that is, how I, that is how I, somebody, I can see that line of thinking I can see that line Yo, of thinking you I gotta,
2: think. and it's not I'm not going to lie I there's going to need to be regulation because here's the thing the good thing is that obviously the bad thing about actual pimp is that there's, they're taking advantage of vulnerable people. You, usually they're using force or fear or their tactics to control those women, et cetera, et cetera. But now we have this new industry where, you know, like only OnlyFans, people can empower themselves. Like we saw this woman make- 50 million. 50 million, 50 million on OnlyFans in one year. That's like more than most athletes' salary. Like, like That's like the most CEO salary. Bad
1: Barbie. Like, Who heard yeah, like Barbie?
0: Yo.
2: She, yeah. probably, she, she probably
0: got- Crazy content for that.
2: Yeah, I don't Girl. even know what's on her page. I don't what even mean? know what's on her page. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what's on her page. But think about the fact that like, she, at her age, she's probably the richest woman for that, at least for that year. You know what I'm saying? So that- That's a lot it of money. So yes, why it's is it, ridiculous. So why, is,
0: so why is it wrong? If she's, you know what, I want to be in this business. And you're like, I'm gonna help you grow that shit.
2: Give me a second. Give me a second. I'm, me, okay, okay, hold on, hold on. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I guess,
0: is I got.
1: And she okay. like, I'm doing 50 <laughs> million on my <laughs> own. <laughs> what can <laughs> I do? Hold <laughs> <with laughs> on. You <laughs> <laughs>
2: you're about to get 20? <laughs> okay. give, 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 give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. Give me a second. I didn't say it was wrong. I said it's sticky. It's sticky. That's a different that is a big difference. Yeah, it's very sticky. And that's why it needs to be laws to protect people because I get you. Because it gives people is a good tool in the sense of I obviously we see the world going towards being more open towards sex work. That makes it safer for sex workers ultimately. Because right now, if they're doing sex work right now. And it's illegal, their safety's at risk. And so many people are coming from very desperate situations. We can judge them all we want, but they're coming. Some of these people are traps, or some of these people are being controlled. So sex work being more open about it is important. And tools like OnlyFans empower do empower people. Now, the thing is though, is that there is nothing inherently wrong is about managing somebody's career. For example, if they chosen if they chosen their career to be sex work. Now, here's the thing though. It's just sticky because an 18-year-old woman can decide to be on OnlyFans and now a 40-year-old man can manage her career. And now it's a little Mm -hmm. sticky in that – it's a little sticky now because we'd all – like it, it's just sticky. It, you know what I'm saying? It just, it's just, I don't yeah, know. I, I don't even know how to get 100%. into it. Yeah, it's just sticky. So I like, yeah. but, yeah. but, but it's like nothing it. inherent. Yeah, it's right. It's not, you know what I'm saying? And there, it seems to be that there's going to need to be some level of protection around people so that it's clear that the content that's being put out is one consented yeah. to, but also like a fair amount of, because I, I don't, I actually don't believe that there should be, this may be controversial. I don't know if it is or not. I don't believe that – I believe there should be controls on how much managers can make off, off, off these models. I believe there should be a maximum. I don't know what That'd it
0: pro- is. Yeah. That would probably be a good thing because that would change the incentive a little. Shift, yes. Not change yes. the incentive, but sh- just shift them
2: it's a shifted, little bit. It's it, it, it will shift it because they'll have to be more like, like – it, it's less about – it's easy to control like – it's easy to manage somebody's career when you're getting – half or more of the profits you know what i'm saying but if you are getting like for example like if let's say you're doing what apple does 30 th- percent like you're doing 30 percent, it's a little bit different or you're doing 20 percent, it's different you have to like it's way different yeah
0: and so yeah. Th- there was a couple agencies that i did come across that were doing 30 percent, and they're still making a they're making a killing yeah because they're getting these accounts up to just think about it some of these creators might be making like fifty thousand dollars a month let's say thirty mm-hmm. thousand thirty thousand dollars a month Right, thirty thousand dollars a month. You're getting thirty percent of that, and if you got like ten models that you you manage lot, in, lot, or fifteen lot, yeah. models, yeah. you know it's what I'm saying. And you outsource, you outsourcing it to a team in the Philippines to just talk to them all day. I already know from hiring people from the Philippines that labor is extremely cheap. Exactly, like you you, you the margins on that is insane. Yeah,
2: so it, it, insane. It, it's
0: it's Look, an insane business. Look, I think the other opportunity. The if I was like a solo founder in this space. Not even to get into agency business, but similarly to like how Shopify has built the ecosystem of apps that help automate your Shopify store, yeah, help, like tools. Yeah, like help with chargeback management, help with abandoned cart management, yeah. Just simple things that really, if you're running an e-commerce store, help mm-hmm. you manage your e-commerce store at scale when you're doing yeah, Especially doing well.
2: in the space, especially in the space, because there's no, yeah. like Brian said, there's no Stripe in this space. Like, yeah. Stripe what, stripe won't be clean. Exactly. Stripe is clean. Stripe has white letters. It's blue. It's not trying to get in the mix of all. Exactly. Uh, it's not trying to get exactly. in the mix.
0: So I see opportunity there. So if you're a solo engineer and you're like, yo, how can I, like, make something? There's probably just simple... Hey, I'll automate your emails on OnlyFans. I'll automate your messaging for you using yeah, yeah, like, yeah. machine learning. Like, simple, them tools, simple, tools. simple mini applications I can see running on top of OnlyFans. People are willing to pay $100 a month because it's that valuable to their store. And yeah. you, there's millions of creators out there. So I see a lot of opportunity in that space.
1: So let me ask this question because a few weeks ago, Elon talked about making video more prominent on Twitter and bringing microtransactions to Twitter and things of that to empower creators. Given most oh, only yeah, fan yeah. creators yes, have choice, use yeah. Twitter as their distribution yeah. channel, oh, especially yeah. let's go ahead and keep it a stack. Let's not act like we brand new to this. We know <laughs> <we're> on Twitter, <laughs> there's, yeah, a of, yeah. there's a lot of poor yeah. content and yes, we know they is. over there yeah. teasing they giving know. a 10, 10, 10 second clip followed yeah. by get the full clip on only Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: Hey, let's be real. Let's be real. Right. It'd be the worst. It'd be the worst. Like when Twitter should not suggest that at, on your main feed. Because one time, <laughs> like, one time, yeah. like, like one time, I was just yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah right. what is I was just buying my business, and then I'm like, yo, hold on. And then it just you not try to be in that right now. Like we all got our own thing. You know what I'm saying? But so, throw it into my feed because like
1: that that's not right. <laughs> so this is my question: <laughs> When Twitter does do this, what is the consequences for OnlyFans? Can Twitter compete with OnlyFans?
2: I don't think they're gonna think- compete. They're gonna make money. They're just gonna make more money. So they're gonna make more money, but they're not gonna necessarily compete with
0: OnlyFans. Yeah. yeah. I think OnlyFans will always exist. Yeah. And I think it will always be a good business. Look, at the end of the day, even if OnlyFans failed, I mean my man's that owned it got paid $500 million to in two years in dividends. What a success (laughs) at that point. You know what I'm saying? It it really doesn't even matter. But I think at the end of the day, creators like OnlyFans because it has demonstrated its ability to support that community. And I think from that community's perspective, they will probably look at OnlyFans as the foundation of their business. And so I think no matter what top of funnel marketing channels they use, whether it be Twitter, whether it be Snapchat, whether it be Reddit, whether it be somewhere else, I think OnlyFans will always be there in the background as something that's running, similar to like how Shopify, like their role in the ecosystem. One more thing on this, Rylan. I think
2: the only way that Twitter would potentially affect, like one, like Drake mentioned, they're going to continue to grow bigger because this is so early in this like phase of like acceptance of, we got governors, people who are running for governor putting out sex tapes. So this is headed a certain certain way. Twitter, the tip thing, It's similar to how like how Snap tried to add the little square cash app thing in the Snapchat. I'm like, it's like Twitter, it's like Snap, we know what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? You don't have to, when they add, when Snapchat added like cash app, come on, come on, come on. Like you added cash Mm -hmm. app, like let's not be stupid. Now, Twitter adding tips, cool. I peeped, cool, that's cool. Twitter would actually have to focus on that demographic to to be able to do anything to OnlyFans. They would have to have, a team that's focused on that demographic for it to actually do anything to to mess with OnlyFans, and I do not believe that they'll do that. They may get some ancillary, they may get some cash, some like some extra cash because of the tips and whatnot or whatever. But they're unless they focus on that segment, they're not going to because one of the big one, one thing that jumps out on my mind off jump is privacy, right? Like most people don't like if we're talking like if we're talking about Porn. Most people click new tab, incognito, whatever the site is, whatever the category is, and, 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 and that's how I go. Right? That's the user journey. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Google knows it as well. Google's not Google's not dumb either. Like Google, <laughs> Google, no. So we like they would have to. Twitter would have to have some level of and the way it's built right now is public square. So it's, it can't. It doesn't have that. Like it can't.
1: Yeah. I so it's almost it. like. I'll be the girl gone wild type of content on Twitter. But if you want mm-hmm. that stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. You you know where to go. Exactly, exactly. yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> exactly. exactly. Exactly, exactly. But y'all want to wrap
2: it up? With- yeah, we can do that. Yeah, man. Okay? All right, y'all. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this was good. Yeah.